Hello and happy February. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Liberty Update. We've got a lot to cover today, but first we want to remind everyone that these news updates and other stories of the week are all accessible on the Convention of States blog. We've had quite the week of legislative activity in many states, including Montana, Wyoming, and Virginia. So head on over to conventionofstates.com to read more or look for live updates on our social media pages. This week, Congress has finally decided that the pandemic is over, but the White House isn't so happy about that. Trump announced his plan to protect children from left-wing gender insanity, and a new poll proves that Americans are uniting against government overreach. Finally, we'll discuss a crushing defeat for Biden's renegade Department of Justice. All of that today, right here on the Liberty Update. After continuous extensions to the government's emergency powers, the House approved the Pandemic is Over Act in a 220 to 210 vote on Tuesday. The act would forcefully end the COVID-19 national emergency and the public health emergency, respectively, that has allowed many of the government's excessive power abuses to go on for about three years. A second resolution has also been introduced calling for an end to the emergency status. And while this is positive news for self-governing Americans, it's not so favorable to some politicians whose power will slip away once the emergency status is repealed. For the same reasons, some oppose calling a convention of states. The White House is not so happy about what they call an abrupt end to emergency declarations. The White House promised on Monday to extend the emergency powers only until May 11th. In a statement opposing the bills, the executive branch argues that a quick end would create wide-ranging chaos throughout the healthcare system. Officials also warn of a substantial inflow of migrants at the border if the act becomes a law. But nothing about this call for termination of emergency powers is abrupt. In fact, It is long overdue, but the panic of the White House tips its hand. Rather than building a robust healthcare system that could stand on its own two legs or addressing the tremendous influx at the southern border, our federal government assumed its citizens would never call them to account and the newly apportioned power would be permanent. In a somewhat threatening conclusion, the White House shifted blame to the legislative branch by saying, quote, Congress will effectively be requiring the administration to allow thousands of migrants per day into the country immediately. This administration has proven itself inept at every turn, yet it continues trying to wield more power now to allegedly fix its ineptitude. Two weeks turned into two months, two months turned into two years, and two years turned into three. This time in history has served as a grave reminder that those in power will never vote to limit themselves. And that's not the only thing the White House has to be worried about. In a recent policy announcement, former President Donald Trump revealed his plan to combat the mutilation of our youth. No serious country, he said, should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender. He takes serious issue to Biden's using the federal government to promote this radical agenda and said that if he was elected, he would enact a 10-step plan to protect children from left-wing gender insanity. The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. 
Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? His 10-step plan includes instructing every federal agency to seize all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. He would ask Congress to stop using taxpayer dollars to promote such procedures and to even ban the sexual mutilation of minors in all 50 states. He would deny Medicaid and Medicare to healthcare providers that participate in the mutilation of minor youth and he would use the Department of Justice to investigate Big Pharma for getting rich at the expense of vulnerable patients by marketing unlicensed puberty blockers. Convention of States Action and Trafalgar Group polling revealed that 80% of voters oppose transgender procedures on minors. As Mark Meckler pointed out, the Biden administration refuses to do the right thing for our children and take action to protect them from the horrors of the far-left agenda. It's imperative that individual states step up and stand against it. No matter how they spin it, the left-wing government's attempt to normalize gender insanity is not working. The American people are rising up against what President Trump rightfully called child abuse, and it is encouraging to see several major political figures doing the same. The government is the biggest problem in the nation, more than other issues such as inflation and the border, according to a new Gallup poll. That's right, the number one concern among voters is the U.S. government. Pessimism toward government leadership has grown 6% since just November, while economic concerns have actually shrunk. Another new poll, released this week by the left-leaning outlet NBC News, reveals 71% of voters believe our nation is headed down the wrong path. But just a day before both of these polls came out, showing a huge level of public dissatisfaction, Biden expressed high positivity for the country's future on Twitter. He wrote, My word as a Biden, I've never been more optimistic about America's future than I am today. The pressing question is, does the president truly not understand the state of the country he oversees? Even though Biden has never been more optimistic, Twitter users were quick to alert him of the nation's current standing rendered under Biden's leadership. Some users called the entire family criminals and made fun of the arrogance in saying, my word as a Biden. In the NBC poll, about 69% of respondents described America's trajectory with negative words and phrases, compared to just two years ago before Biden's inauguration, when only 52% had negative words and phrases. NBC disclosed, we have never before seen this level of sustained pessimism in the 30 year plus history of the poll. Partisan divides persist over whether the country is headed in the right direction, but Americans are broadly pessimistic. Well, Biden's State of the Union address is just weeks away, and we will most certainly see him dancing around this unified discontent. Is it any wonder that the American people are fed up with government overreach? When last year, an everyday pro-life father of seven 
was arrested by Joe Biden's renegade Department of Justice for protesting outside of an abortion clinic? Mark Houck runs a nonprofit anti-abortion group and was providing counseling at the time of his so-called crime. Thankfully, on Monday, Houck, who faced up to 11 years in prison, was acquitted. Last September, Convention of States Action reported that an armed FBI SWAT team had conducted an early morning raid, barging into Houck's private home, rifles in a firing position to arrest the 48-year-old dad while his seven children looked on. Houck was not dangerous or armed. He had not resisted arrest. In fact, a state court had already dismissed the case against Houck months earlier. Joe Biden and his attorney general, Merrick Garland, were criticized for sending 25 to 35 armed agents seemingly just to make a political point. The use of excessive force is an act of violence. Violence committed for a political purpose is called terrorism. The Biden administration is a terrorist regime. It's that simple, tweeted one pro-life journalist. This is political prosecution, Mark's attorney said. And what's clear from the Department of Justice at its highest level, which is directing this case, is that they are trying to send a message to pro-life and people of faith. Don't mess with us. They want to intimidate. They want to cause good people like Mark to stop praying and counseling at the abortion clinics of our country, and that's not going to happen. Thankfully, Mark's acquittal marks both a victory for free Americans and a defeat for Biden's repressive abuse of government power. But it isn't enough. Biden is dead set on using institutions of power and justice to persecute his political opponents, and he must be stopped. With an Article 5 Convention of States, which was granted to us by our founding fathers, we can end federal tyranny and rein in Biden's renegade DOJ. To show your support for limiting the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, go to conventionofstates.com and sign the petition today. That's all the news for today, but remember to go to conventionofstates.com and follow Convention of States on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the progress we're making as we work to push Convention of States across that final finish line. Also, subscribe to this podcast to stay informed on what's happening in the country, and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode of the Liberty Update.